0: They were the most experienced C-47 group uh, that we had. And uh, from there, the 60th just had a string of firsts, hence uh, leading the way to victory. They, they flew the first combat uh, paratroop drop in North Africa as part of Operation Torch, the first combat glider tow during the invasion of Sicily, probably flew the first combat medical, one of the first combat medical evacuation missions you know, in North Africa also.
1: An excerpt from today's guest, who's written a new history of the 60th Troop Carrier Group in World War II. Retired Air Force Colonel and author Mark Blahos is here, and I'll speak with him right after this break. I'm Robert Child, and this is Porn of the Spear. I've just released a brand new documentary. You can watch online for free on Tubi, the streaming service from Fox. The show is called Weather and Warfare, Millennia to Modern Time.
0: Weather and Warfare dramatically retraces the meteorological forces during battlefield engagements that doomed or saved civilizations. In 1588, more than half of the Spanish Armada on its way around Northern Britain was destroyed by storms in retreat back to Spain. Napoleon's attack on Russia was stopped cold by winter weather, as was Hitler's siege of Leningrad.
1: Just click on the link in this episode's description to watch on the web or download the app or watch on Roku for free. I hope you check it out. His book is called Leading the Way to Victory, a history of the 60th troop carrier group, 1940 to 1945. And retired Air Force Colonel and author Mark Vlahos joins us now. Mark, welcome back to the show.
0: Hey, Robert, thank you very much. Appreciate the invite.
1: Absolutely, our pleasure, sir. Now, I know you're retired, but before we get into the book, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your Air Force career? I understand you were a master navigator on C-130s.
0: That's correct, Robert. Uh, That's what I did for most of my career. I uh, served a total of 29 years, mainly in in C-130 operations. I had the honor to uh, command a C-130 squadron in combat for a year in Afghanistan, serve as a vice wing commander at Little Rock Air Force Base, uh, along with my uh, Obligatory, you know, Pentagon and joint, you know, staff assignments. I I also did a special duty assignment, four years flying presidential flight support with the 89th ninth airlift wing on Boeing seven oh sevens at Andrews Air Force Base. So uh, the Air Force allowed this ordinary guy to do extraordinary things.
1: Yeah, I remember that from our last conversation. You flew did you fly Air Force One or did you fly a, a president?
0: Um, uh no sir I was in a squadron that mainly flew Air Force 2 the vice president the secretary of state secretary of defense cabinet level uh, uh folks on shuttle diplomacy missions is I what see. I did
1: yeah i remember that yeah well tell us about the 60th troop carrier group what set it apart and how how would you define it
0: yeah the uh the 60th uh was a was a great group uh they were activated one year prior to Pearl Harbor. So they had brand new C-47s. Uh, they were the first group to deploy to the European theater in C-47 group, that is, to deploy to England in World War II uh, with their new aircraft. And at the time, they were the most experienced C-47 group uh, that we had. And uh, from there, the 60th just had a string of firsts, hence uh, leading the way to victory. They they flew the first combat uh, Paratroop drop in North Africa as part of Operation Torch, the first combat glider tow during an invasion of Sicily, probably flew the first combat medical, one of the first combat medical evacuation missions, you know, in North Africa also.
1: Wow. Were they one of the first troop carrier groups formed?
0: Uh, yes, one of the first. I believe the first was actually the 10th troop carrier group, which uh, remained stateside for a large part of the war. They were actually the group that was training pilots, transition training to how to fly the C-47. But uh, part of their, they actually deployed overseas uh, to the Pacific uh, in 1944.
1: Let's see. Yeah. Now, I know you interviewed World War II veterans for your last book, and our World War II veterans are getting quite old now. Did you interview any veterans for this book? And are there any that stand out to you?
0: Yeah, Unfortunately, I started the research for this book in, in, in uh, 2020, and at that time, uh, I couldn't find a, a living 60th group member. I, I did, however, obviously meet several sons and daughters and of 60th troop carrier group, uh, original members. Uh, one of them, Andy Hines, I used to ask one who stands out, uh, his father, uh, Captain Edison Hines, T. Hines, Flew Operation Torch, so the first combat mission. So it was great meeting Andy. Andy provided a lot of pictures for my book, which I was really excited about.
1: Wow. Well, what was um, – do other, any other uh, of the uh, pilots stand out to you from the 60th?
0: Oh, Lord, there are just, just several um, – yeah, Colonel Gall- Galligan, who commanded the group for nearly two years overseas. Uh, obviously, he was one of the original pilots who flew the invasion of North Africa, Operation Torch. Uh, so, yeah, Mike Galligan, just a, an outstanding mm-hmm. leader and pilot who ended up being the group commander for a large portion overseas. Wow.
1: Now, I know you have an interest in World War II gliders. Um, tell us about your involvement with the World War II Glider Pilots Association.
0: Yeah, it's a... Uh, well, well, first of all, their name has changed slightly. It, it's the National World War II glider Pilots committee, but oh. uh, it, it is what used to be the association and uh, but they are probably the one of the most active World War II organizations around. Uh, I, I sit on the executive committee, which you can consider their board of directors and I'm a member of their uh, international, leon b spencer research team which maintains a database of over 6,000 world war ii glider pilots and conducts conducts free research for families and uh i'll put a plug in for this uh their reunion this year will be held at the united states air force academy in october uh you won't want to miss that uh, we had two living glider pilots at the last reunion uh, last right. fall which i spoke at and uh this fall, you need to be a member to come to the reunion, but it's going to be at the Air Force Academy this fall, and we're going to have a great time in, in Colorado Springs.
1: Now, I know you're in Texas, and there's a great museum down in Texas that I've been to in Lubbock called the Silent yeah. Wings Museum, and that's all about the glider pilots.
0: Oh, yeah, you you are absolutely correct. In fact, the uh, last fall, the fort, which was the 49th reunion of the World War II glider pilots, was actually held in Lubbock, uh, we had uh, several events at the museum, and uh, it's just a a, a great uh, great museum. There's actually a a completely restored WAC CG4A Waco glider in there, which was interesting. Which the glider pilots, the World War II glider pilots, actually themselves restored. They were they were the, the uh, impetus for the start of this museum.
1: So they were hands on in restoring this glider.
0: Exactly, yes, sir. That. Uh, wow glider was found on, I don't know, on a rooftop in California, I think, on top of, I don't know, might have been a restaurant, but uh, they brought it back, completely rebuilt it. And that was totally done by the men themselves who flew those gliders in World War II. So it's it's a, a super artifact with a lot of history. Yeah, a
1: real labor of love, it sounds, that's for sure. Now, I know uh, your last book was on the 314th. Do you plan to write um, more books on the World War II troop carrier groups.
0: Uh, God willing, I have uh, two more books in the works right now, Robert. Uh, I'm going to take a break from unit histories. My my next book, I'm 20,000 words into it, will be entitled "American Glider Pilots in Sicily," and it's hmm. it'll be a an untold story of bravery and valor of uh, 26 American glider pilots that volunteered. To fly with the British just 24 hours prior to the invasion of Sicily. They didn't even know they what they were volunteering for, it just that uh, they knew they were going to fly a mission. They did not know it was the invasion of Sicily. And and that's what, uh, after that, I plan on writing, go back to a unit history of the 62nd troop carrier group, another one of the early war troop carrier groups, sister group to the 60th. Oh, I see. Great.
1: Now, the invasion of Sicily, was that the invasion where there was a friendly fire incident
0: Oh, yes, sir. Operation Husky, there were uh, several bad things that happened during the invasion of Sicily. Uh, Both the British Navy shot down uh, or forced shot or forced down six C-47s and sadly our own U.S. Navy shot down 23 C-47s that were headed towards the American sector, you know, with paratroopers. uh, Just a really, uh, sadly, a lot of lives were lost. Uh, Lessons were learned in blood, but uh, the good news is uh, Army planners studied these lessons learned and applied, obviously, these lessons learned to later airborne operations in the European – that proved to be very successful in, uh, in Europe in 44 and forty four and 1945.
1: Yeah, I, I remember uh, from my research that one of those lessons was the uh, plane identification. That's why <laughs> they painted the stripes at Normandy.
0: That, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, you're you're totally correct. That's a, the purpose of those invasion stripes were for friendly identification.
1: Yeah, yeah. Such great history. The book is called Leading the Way to Victory, a history of the 60th Troop Carrier Group, 1940 to 1945. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Hey, really appreciate your time, Robert. Thank you.
1: That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you like what you hear, leave a review or rating or just click the follow button. And be sure to check out our Point of the Spear YouTube channel with bonus video material plus full military history documentaries. There's tons to explore, and I hope you check it out. I'm Robert Child, and this has been Point of the Spear. Music licensed from Audioblocks.com.
0: Point of the Spear is produced by RSC Media Group.